He was like a god walking amongst mere mortals. He had a voice that could make a wolverine purr. Um, can you repeat the part of the stuff where you said all about, uh, things? I know guys on crack that makes more sense than you. Finally, some honesty. Hello and welcome to the Disorderly Show. White Bad Audio, you keep doing it, man. You keep making these intros so much better than they could have been. Because you supply us and everybody else out there in the universe with some tastiness. I could really find a better word for that because I keep say I keep saying that every single week. It's tasty. It's, it's like, come on, dude. You get you get pissed off when people don't say the right words. And here you are. You can't think of another word to describe this. So, okay, I'll put that in my notes. Find out another word for tasting. Speaking of notes, Sage. I can help you. <laughs> uh, do, I sound, do I sound like a customer service representative now? I, I guess. I, <laughs> it's not what I was going for. <laughs> Ah, what I wanted to get to before we jump into how you've been and everything, a little bit of housekeeping. I know at some point I mentioned, because I wrote it down, didn't get to the newts last show, which were the ni- it was the 19th show, say. So you know what that means? I get to use all my fingers and toes for this one. That's right. The 20th show of the Disorderly Show. It's been a wild ride, everybody. It's uh, not really. It's been it's been fun. It continues to be fun. Why? Because I make it fun for me. And if you enjoy it, well, that's just icing on the cake. Side side note: Would you is is icing without cake just cupcakes? And, and ice is icing. So you take a cake uh-huh. has no icing on it, no okay. frosting. Okay, wouldn't that be a muffin? No, no, because you can have blueberry muffins, you can have apple something, apple cinnamon muffins, you can have banana nut. Yeah, but if you have cake without frosting, that's... No, it's not. Well, then what would it be? That's what I'm asking. I would say it's a muffin. Hmm, possibly. Do I have to write that down, too? Ah, but... I want to get to something I was trying to think of, or think of, no, I was trying to understand why businesses love Delaware, because you can have a business located in any state, but you can incorporate it. Oh, you okay there? Yep. Okay. You can incorporate it in Delaware, because states are trying to figure out, have always tried to figure out, how can we generate Revenue and Delaware is it, it's the Wayne's World was the show that put it on the map and showed exactly just how fun Delaware is. I'm sure it's a fantastic place, I'm sure it's great to visit and on your way to either New York or Florida. Uh, so what they came up with is they said, hey, we're going to be kind to businesses. Hell, over 65% of Fortune 500 companies and over half of U.S. publicly traded companies incorporate 
or they're incorporated in Delaware because they are made they make sure that when it comes to taxes, you as the business are very taken care of. So if you hear anything or any business about incorporating in Delaware, that's the reason why. It's because they they help out businesses quite a bit. So I wanted to get that out of the way because for one, if I'm going to do something, I'd like to get it done. Secondly, I get to cross it off my list. Thirdly, I now have to figure out another word for tasty describe white bad audio. You got to go over to their YouTube channel, enjoy all those tunes that they have, all the videos, all the creations that they've yeah. That was understandable. Uh, for some of you out there who are on drugs right now are going, oh, my God, <laughs> I told you he's a lizard person. Um, if I am, I'm one of those lazy ones. I'm, I'm not into really taking over anything. I recognize a lot of the shit that's going on in the world is just varying degrees of control. But I was I was having this conversation with myself because usually that's the only person that can match wits with me. Truth be told, there's there's a I'm like a fine wine, Sage. Or no. Uh, strong whiskey? No, no. Yeah. Um I would say like a uh, a strong whiskey without any mixers or a, a, you just take it right out of the bottle is I ah oh, that's what it is. I'm an acquired taste. And it takes a while for people to understand who I actually am because I, in my youth, I, I wouldn't say impressionable, but I tried to exhibit the behavior that the words meant. I was a huge, when I heard that somebody didn't take any shit, as in, yeah, you don't fuck with that person, I thought, Wow, okay, so they never get tested, they never get that or every time they are tested, they act this way. And then I as I continue to observe and oh damn, hit the mic. Sorry. Um as I continue to observe people, not stockish, just pattern recognition. People watching. Uh yeah, I was able to go, "Oh, oh, it's it's not that at all. They're just they that person saying that enjoyed being the center point at that moment of the story. Everybody had their attention drawn to that person. Now, does everybody as they're talking? Well, actually, I would argue, yeah, everybody that talks <laughs> wants to be the center of attention because what's the point of talking out loud if you don't want somebody else to hear what you're saying? So, thus. The invention of recording in microphones was a great thing because you could do things like this. And you would think nobody out there is listening, that nobody hears you, or, and that you're just talking into the void. Well, I'm here to tell you that, Sage, we are Mr. Pitbull himself. Mr. We're, we're worldwide, baby. <laughs> We yeah, have right? we got listeners obviously in the continental US, uh the uh our cool hat to the north, as opposed to wearing hats on your feet. Uh we got somebody out there. South America, we got some listeners. Africa, we got some listeners. Um uh, over in I want to say Pakistan. 
Yeah, Pakistan's to the is Pakistan to the east of India? I thought it was. Or you know what? Uh, I gotta look. Mm. I thought it was under. Let's see, India. No, not Indian food near me. <laughs> I was looking up world map. <laughs> uh, no, it can't be that. <laughs> it can't be. Hang on. What is? Okay. Oh, you dumbass! I could just zoom in on the map here. Sorry. So, whoa, whoa, whoa! I'm getting a lot of different. Uh, what is that country? Um. Uh, it's above. Like. Yeah, above. Pakistan's up there, but this is a weird. Oh, oh! This map is showing the local language. Oh, cool! Yeah, that's pretty cool. I'll yeah, never. Come in handy someday. No, it won't. I, I won't learn how to speak this. You don't have to learn how to speak it, but you know, learning that language. What it's called? Yeah. What they speak there? Yeah. Exactly. But then they'll they could just fuck with me and be like, yeah, this is what we speak here. And like, ah, 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 dumb American, give me money. Never go to Ireland. They mess with you all the time. Apparently. Do I would think they would mess with you. If, well, I'm not gonna sit there and try to figure out if somebody. If I can't understand somebody, I'll. Uh, could you repeat that, please? But if it seems like, oh, okay, wait a minute, you're consistently doing this. Either this is just who you are, and we're just not gonna have a conversation, or. As you put it, they're just fucking with us, and I'm like, yeah, okay. I think they just, most people just like to mess with foreigners in general. <laughs> just because they don't want them over there? No, I think it's just because it's fun. Okay, so, okay, so this is either, I think, what is this? Okay, it's this weird, oh, it is India. Oh, that is so interesting. Hey, Indian, India people. Well, people from India. Well, yeah, that would be Indian people. Um, I learned more about your country today. <laughs> I didn't realize that you had, that it snaked over into Miramar. I did. I thought it just cut off right at Bangladesh. Yeah. But no, it, it, if I'm reading these borders, if the, if I'm reading the borders right. Yeah. It's. So they got uh, Bhutan and Bangladesh and then Miramar. So it's it's just an interesting little thing. I thought, eh, that's just me not understanding or not knowing or that's all I could recall. Was it just cut off right where Nepal and Bangladesh was? But, hey, there's somebody there is what I'm getting at. <laughs> cool out there. Uh, we've got Russia. Yep. Uh, that, so that's fantastic. And then in Europe, we got some French and Belgians. Oh, we knew about the Belgians. We appreciate the Belgians. Can't wait to have your waffles. Uh, so we are international. And what was the whole point of that? Don't know. Uh, maybe I'll come back to it. Maybe I won't. Speaking of the 20th show, that's what this is. I am one. Oh, that's what it was. I was talking about all control stuff. Um, yeah, but I can't remember my point now. Basically, it was the whole, um, oh, yeah, 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 a point of view. Everyone wants to be the point of the story, that whole thing. I would argue that because until this invention came out, when you talked, you're, or even now, when you talk, you're able to garner that attention. And we, as a species, love attention from others. We get that affection, that, mm, Acceptance? Acceptance? Acceptance as acceptance. an accent? <laughs> yes, accent. 
I can't talk all of a sudden. What happened? My voice just decided to like. Oh, you're getting choked up because of how many episodes have been, and you haven't I... been on all of them, so that's okay. But I'm, I'm two episodes behind you. The, the, <laughs> these things have to work out. They do. Are you just two? Is that right? I don't know. It's probably three. Me neither. I've told people, hey, don't don't listen to the first ones, which they think, <laughs> oh, I that, those are the good ones. I'm like, no, they're not. If you want to listen to how the show is structured now, you start with the ninth one. But I keep, they. Uh, oh, well. They'll get to it when they get to it. And that's that's what I've sort of thought at, thought at? Why we changed up the show a little bit is because I have no idea when you're going to listen to this. It's not timely. It's not, it somewhat is, but it's, at some points, you're just going to go, you know what? I'm a couple weeks behind. I got a road trip. You know what? I'm going to hit up the disorderly show. I'm going to have a good time with it. And then there you go. But if you start with the earlier ones, that's it's a lot. I, I, I've, I haven't even gone back to listen to them because I'm just sitting there going like, eh, really don't want to. Um, it's And it's not because I don't like the first ones. It's just more of, it's like deconstructing a car. It's like I've already built the car that I want. Why would I want to see what it's like? Why, why would I want to strip it down again? It's why I never got Legos. I get, I did get them. I enjoyed them. But after I put them together, I'm like, okay, the point is to just break this up and redo it again. That's why I love Transformers as a kid. I mean, if you get the sets, yeah. I mean, most people just leave them together. But if you get, like, the independent ones, like, you can build and do whatever you want and make different things. I didn't know. You You have to to build something over and over again. No, it's the... If after you've figured it out, after you've put those random pieces together, why would you disassemble it? No disassemble. No disassemble. Uh, again, maybe you want to build something else, and the piece that you or the pieces that you want are in whatever you just built. Then go buy some. Go buy some more random. Have you bought Legos? They're expensive. Okay. Chill out. We both grew up in an era where Legos was not expensive. True. Back then it wasn't. That's what I'm referring to. I ain't yeah. doing that shit now. Oh. Well, $350? I, I, do, I do that shit now. <laughs> <laughs> I got kids. Well, that's just you. What's the fun? That's just you being lazy with your children. What? Building and unbuilding? Uh, No. Cause, wait, do you unbuild? Yeah. Okay. Well, I didn't know that. In, it, what it sounds like is that it's just a... Instead of, because it's, it's an upgraded version of puzzles, and it's to get the kids off the screens for a while, because if you get them something massive, like I saw Terry Crews, I'm not on Instagram, but I, 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 people post things from that on Imager, which I love, I enjoy that, uh, good community, they, uh, they posted one on him, or he post, they posted his IG Story? Is that what it is? Why do they call it a story? His, uh, well, they, they posted his board. Okay. Well, I'll, I'll trust you on that story. terminology. I don't. Yeah. Man. But yeah, he. I've always called it a board. <laughs> I've I always called it not going to download. Uh, say it's IG, period. He had put together a $350 TIE fighter Ooh. and then used the. I guess you could say he had an epiphany. 
as he was doing it, saying, hey, we're kind of like Legos that you can keep building yourself up. You'll, you're If you're constantly moving forward, that's another piece you're adding. You're close to you're one one piece closer to completing yourself or something like that. Um, so that was good to see. But I'm going. Three hundred three hundred and fifty dollars, dude. That's you know how much whiskey that is. <laughs> Granted, that could be just one bottle, which I still if somebody got that for me, I'm like, get the receipt. I will. We will go back, return it. You could buy me the $30 whiskey that I really enjoy. <laughs> you know how much that would help me out? Hell, that it takes me out through. Yeah, this <laughs> yeah I, would, I would hope so. Um, or if not, just hopefully my face is well known there that I walk in and go, look, <laughs> I'll trade you this bottle. Give me those instead. <laughs> and that would be, I'm sure that happens. One thing that I was surprised to see is just how, okay, not surprised to see as in it never could happen, but more of being exposed to it. There's another YouTuber that I've seen, because I don't, I'm trying to get off of the YouTube shorts. I am. But Imager, same way, kind of just that quick little hit of dopamine. Is this going to be a funny story, or am I going to cry at this? I cried earlier today. Yeah, it happens. Somebody had documented. Oh, man. Somebody had documented the last day of their dog's life. Oh, I see. From the, from the point of view of the dog. I don't know if it's female, but yeah, I've seen the one. Well, I, hey, I woke up today and I got to eat a ton of cheeseburgers and I got to go play with the kids and I got to see everybody who loves me. I'm like, fuck. And then they, then what really was the heartbreaking part? Because, yes, people, I do have a heart. Even the Grinch did. I'm not going to steal your presents, though. I don't want your shit. Uh, is they showed... <laughs> Jesus. They showed a black and white photo because they were out of the park. And they showed a black and white photo of the medicine and the needle. Aww. And I'm like... What? Yeah, they were definitely going for... And then they showed the heartbreaker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm sitting there going, "Oh, okay, yeah. No, you helped me out here. You helped me realize what they did in the moment. Seeing all that, it's as if you're reading a book, and you're going, you're feeling exactly what's happening. But now, just like with people who pull out their phones and go, "Somebody help them." You sit there and go, why the fuck are you pulling out your phone? Why are you documenting the needle that could killed be. that, you, or the medicine that killed your dog? Like, why would you, why well, would it, you do it, that? It could be many different, I mean, they probably want to tell the story, but they also could be like, hey, this is, you know, kind of understand what the process is when you put your dog down, or maybe like, hey, oh. this really does hurt, this is. Kind of like sort of deal. They're they're telling their story and, and it's okay. So it isn't just it's, a it's hey. Not always for the clout for some people. They uh, just want to share and like someone to share in the grief. And they show the entire story instead of just hey, we're going to end on a happy note where you see all of us hugging the dog, and then it's a the last photo would or the last image would be a memorial of the dog, and we'll always remember you. They're going no. Here's 
here's the happiness and here's the sad part and oh man I'm mm. so back to the YouTube shorts where I got off where uh, I was talking about this so I've been trying to get off of it because I I know how addictive it could feel of just quick thing quick thing quick thing quick anyway I saw somebody on there who does the whiskey stuff they're able to bring up they do different drinks but they are I was just amazed on how how many different types of whiskey there are. He was the first one that showed me that you can drink whiskey like a wine slob. And I'm all, wait, that's the whole that's one of the whole points I went to whiskey instead of wine is because I thought there was all these instructions that you had to fucking do with wine. Whereas whiskey, you just drink it. And I've, of course, this was on when I was when I still had a two in front of my age. And I've since had a little bit of an experience with people in life and they were like, no, we do the same thing. We just pour it and we drink it. I'm like, oh. Then they said, are you going to try it again? I was like, no, it tastes like shit. Uh, I'm not a not a fan, let's just say. Where I'm sure they're not a fan of, of well, I'm not a fan of all whiskeys either. If I see anything that says spice or it hits hard or it, it locks up your throat, I'm like, why would you enjoy that? How is that enjoyable? <laughs> Give me a nice smooth, because what I enjoy is something to where it doesn't, where I don't end up being one of those characters on a movie or TV where they take it and go, oh, yeah, whoo, mm, yeah. smooth. Okay. I'm like, that is not fucking smooth. Is that supposed to be the joke? But then I've had whiskey handed to me and go, here is just some smooth shit. And I react the same way. I'm like, how the fuck is this smooth? And they go, it gets smoother as you get more drunk. I'm like, most things get better when you get more drunk. It's you trying to get to that point too quickly. And then on the back half, you go, hey, I'm sorry what I did last night, but do you know where my pants are? You don't want to have that conversation. I've had, a, I've, well, I haven't had the where are my pants at, but I've had a few to where I'm able to reflect back on them. And go, yeah, don't want to get back there again. Don't want to do that. There was, fuck, if there was a way to document our mistakes, maybe I'll still have the outlook of like, yeah, I did that, but I don't no longer do it because we as a species enjoy, or especially as, as well, no, I would say it universally. We like to see when somebody, when they've fallen, we like to see them get back up and succeed. Yeah, because everybody wants to be able to succeed after they've fallen, so you you want to root for the guy that it happened to. But, you, you would hope someone roots for you when it happens to you. But, but they don't. Nobody, nobody roots. First, it's how they fell down, which... I don't know. Is it better for for everybody to laugh at you and then not think of you as highly before so that you could build that inner strength to actually get back up instead of looking around going, somebody help me, somebody help me. Well, I mean, like, if my friend falls down, I'm going to laugh at them and then I'm going to help them up. <laughs> well, that yeah, but, that, but that's because you care about it. Okay, what about if you were one of your friends, and this kind of ties into our discussions tonight. Actually, we're, we might cover... Two articles, maybe. Um, but well, again, we will have you pick them, Sage. 
if your friend was going through, had an addiction, which is not something that you could easily help them up with, and it's not something that you could force them to get better with. It's something they have to. Addiction is very hard because some people. Well, yeah, that's the, allow that's you the to definition help them. of addiction. Exactly. Some people will allow you to help them, and others won't. But they say they will. Are you talking into the mic? I am talking to the mic. Okay. Maybe you just need to get more excited because that's <laughs> when that's when the volume I'm goes. Sorry, up. I will raise my voice. Hold on, let me turn the volume up. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um. Uh, so addiction is one of those things that sometimes you just have to let them fall and be like, you know what? Fuck off. <laughs> Fuck off. Well, wouldn't you say, look, I love you. This is I'm doing this for your own good. And then and then fuck <laughs> off. Um, and and yeah, sometimes you just for that. Sometimes you just gotta let them fall, and then they have to be able to pick themselves up and. Well, part. that's what I was getting at, is that those types of things, because if a friend falls, yeah, you laugh, you help them back up. What I was talking about is more of those life-changing events, Yeah, where it's, do I want to keep acting this way or not? Yeah, because there's different things, like there's addiction, where you're just like, look, I'm, I'm going to step back from my life because you need to you need to get right with you before anyone else can, you know, help you. And there's the, hey, you got hurt, I will help walk you and help you through this healing process. Um, then there's the financial downfall where you're like, hey, I'll, you know, you can couch surf on my couch if you need to for a while until you can get back on your feet. So there are different types of help and, and how much you want to help because you also have to think about yourself and you don't set yourself on fire to keep somebody else warm. Damn. I've not heard that before. <laughs> Holy shit. But that makes a whole lot of sense because you can't, because now guess what? Now you've had, now you have, you now need help when you weren't at a point, you know, don't give so much of yourself, yeah. Yeah, you have to be able to to be stable for yourself. As much as you may love someone, sometimes the best thing for them and yourself is to take that step back. So if anybody out there is going through something like that, hopefully this helps. Hopefully this show just helps with anything. Breaks up the monotony of the day, helps you go, well, at least I ain't dumb as that fucker. And just <laughs> makes you feel better. Kill some boredom. So all those things. Uh, so we will cover now. Okay, with all that, I have no idea what to do next. But I do know I want to cover some news that has happened. Um. Over the past week or so. Okay. So, wait, was that? Uh, hang on. I'm sure everybody's enjoying this. Like, oh, dear God. Uh, it's just more of I don't want to bring anything up right now that um, I can bring up. Well, you know what? Fuck it. It's my show. We can, uh, if it's news stories that happen today, it's news stories that happen today. It's just things that caught my eye that I was like, oh, okay. Interesting. So you know the show last week tonight, correct? With yeah. John Oliver and the HBO. Yep. So he offered Clarence Thomas, you know, the guy who's willing to take things from rich people. Yeah. Uh, but they're friends, so it's okay. Um, of course, I don't know if how prevalent that is for rich people to be like, sure, yeah, 
yeah, no problem. I'll give you. I'll let you have access to all the things that it took me a lifetime to acquire, just to go have fun. You go have fun on that. I'm not using it now. Wait, you're in an influential position to where you really have nobody over you except for Congress, which will always stay divided and act like they can't do anything for the benefit of said person who worked their life, who worked a lifetime to get all these things, huh? Yeah, I'm not going to expect anything from you. Anyway, he offered Mr. Justice Supreme, he's Supreme Court Justice. Yeah, there we go. I was trying to figure out the right title. Because uh, show a little respect. Show a little. To Clarence Thomas, he said, hey, look, I'm going to give you a, a million dollars a year and a motor coach that's damn near two and a half million dollars if you just step down. If you step down now, you for the rest of your life, you get a million bucks. And I'm when I saw that, I was like, oh, that's a funny joke. But then I, I know his show, and I'm all, this dude's serious. And because he's already accepted gifts from his rich friends, I don't think he's, he's crossed any uh, legal, legal things here. Of course, I'm sure this went through his legal department or whatnot, and they probably like, yeah, it could do we have to do this? And then they, I'm sure they came back with, but is it illegal to ask this? And they're like, well, no, but could you not? Because I might have to go in front of this guy. <laughs> uh, so that was quite interesting. Um, did you see, or do you remember that story long time ago of that white girl who went, I'm black? Yeah. So did you, <laughs> apparently times are tough. She uh, she was teaching in Arizona and got fired. Guess why she got fired? Most reasons why teachers get fired nowadays. Um, uh, parents complained? Yeah, because of what she was doing. Oh, okay. Mm, what was she doing? Really? Really? It's not ringing any bells? Mm. She had, you know, she had fans of hers? Was it an OnlyFans? Yes. Yeah. yeah. I mean, how much they pay teachers? Right, and I was going to get into that of all like, yeah, hey, it's, it's kind of yeah, they shouldn't be doing that, or I, it's a gray area for me because it's sitting there going, look, the what I do outside of my job shouldn't impact, but if you're a represent, but if you're also representing. That business, uh, it's hard to it's hard to separate out. I mean, if you post it on your page, like, "Hey, I'm a teacher at this school," then yeah, like that's yeah. But not... she's a very recognizable face. True. Maybe wear a mask. <laughs> Maybe, but my um, here's my here's my question. Here's my 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 uh, caveman question. And maybe I need to look this up. Uh, at a later date, but I'm for one. I'm trying to. I'm, I need to figure out. Okay, was was she only was she only doing blackface or was it black body? Um, no, she was she was white, but she had curled her hair and dyed it black, and said, "I'm a mixed race." So. Well, um, yeah, but again, with Olivans, you're going to see some leg. And I'm trying to figure out, okay, did she go through and the whole Michael Jackson treatment or? No, from what I'm, I, I mean, I haven't seen her OnlyFans page, so I have no clue what's on there. Let's check it out. 
Let's not say we did. <laughs> Why not? I know the guy who does this. He'll be fine with it. I mean, you're welcome to it. But, uh, I'll probably go down the uh, a hell, of, hell of a rabbit hole of just face. Are we? Is this what the show's going to turn into? Just describing all these OnlyFans that you're seeing until you get to hers? It's like, maybe. Maybe. Um, so, yeah, there was that. Um, there was this guy who thought he won the Powerball. But they told him, hey, look, sorry, we put the wrong numbers on the site. No way. Yeah. They should still give him a little something yeah. for like... Well, he's suing. Okay. Uh, but it, I'm, I'm wondering, yeah. I don't think it's going to go well because then you could you get into... It's going to... Because right now you can go in and you can change what a website looks like. Is that what it's going to look like for everybody? No, but to you, you can mess around with it. It's some coding fun you can have. Uh, but it'll probably settle. I'm sure they'll probably not for the full 340, but oh, yeah, I'm sure they'll settle for something. Yeah, they'll just go, Hey, look, okay, it just go away, which is which created this good, this culture of just, Hey, I'm gonna, yeah, I don't I'm know, gonna sue is, just so I can that's get a really messed up. You're like, Oh, yes, I won, and you're like, Yeah, no, you didn't. They're all like April Fools. Oh, oh, oh! And if they were really ballers on April first, they'll they'll keep changing the number oh, on the website. <laughs> that would be great. They have to like put it in labels April Fools, like right. so that you know because you know someone's gonna try to. Oh yeah, yeah. That's why you have it in in the image in bold red. This is April Fools, and because they're most people. From my experience, don't read now. They just do the quick thing, quick headline, doesn't really explain what's going on in the article, but you that's the only thing you divulge from it. And I'm trying to figure out ways to somewhat do the TLDR news, TLDR news but as I stated last show, my exercise regimen has taken over that time slot. And I'm starting to make some gains, or not so much gains, but more consistency. So that's why I'm, because at the point, at some point, someone's going to go, you know what, face, yeah, just here's a couple hundred, fill up this time slot. We have so much time, we, we just need somebody out there, and you're at least entertaining to listen to. The shit you say, eh, debatable on intelligence, but at least... You're not drowning on. You're not just this monotone. We're just going to keep talking like this. There's some inflection. There's some fun. There's some drinking. There's some OnlyFans. It covers everything. And maybe at that point, maybe then. Huh? Don't know. You know. Really quickly, I'm looking at these motor coaches. I'm like, wow, holy smokes. Oh, they yeah. go nuts, don't they? they are. Okay, are you looking at ones that are like in the ten million? Are you looking at ones that are two and a half? That he would, like, that he, that Justice like Thomas 1. would 8, get. 1.8, 1.9. Really? Cheaper yeah. ones, and they look awesome. Yeah, like, these are. <laughs> you want to go look? Right? I wouldn't, like, if I had an apartment like this, I'd be pretty freaking awesome. Wow. So, hey, everybody out there who's struggling to find a home, fuck that. Get a motor home. 
and just rent out of an RV park. Those things are like 35 bucks. It's very cheap to rent there. Yeah, and I think they have like a like a prorate for like depending on how extended you stay. And well, think of this: you're instead of throwing down three grand a month to somebody, you're you're throwing what thirty six? Is that right? Yeah, thirty three, thirty six thousand dollars a month to a place that you're not going to be able to recoup that. No, your taxes aren't going to help you out. Nothing. Now there are some things out there that help you with your credit score and they, they include your rent in that, but that's not universal. Not all the credit agencies use that. And is it looking like you're going to be able to get a home in the next 10 years? Probably not, but (laughs) Jesus Christ. Okay. Maybe you might not be going for a million (laughs) dollar, One, but yeah. well, right now it's like a shack with a like an air conditioner and like yeah, six hundred yeah. yeah. fifty thousand yeah. dollars. Okay, house. yeah, that's a good point. That is a good point. To where if you can make it manageable, hey, okay, here's my three, my three grand is going to go to this, go to go going to something that is comfortable for me, and I have what like what's the square footage on some of those you're looking at? Um, uh, actually, what's the site you're looking at? I can um, we can do double I, duty. It's the motor, co- uh, the motor coach store. The motor. I think these are used, but still. Coach store. There it is. All right. There's another one that is the. Mo- Play the along store. if you want to. Okay, you go. You went to the motor coach store. Yeah. It's okay. The motor coach, like Google Motors. Mo- Making motor your coach. dreams into reality. All right. All right. Class uh, class A. Let's see. I think like twenty-one, uh, twenty-five, twenty-one feet long. Let's see here. Okay, so, oh, oh, wow, there's even one that's less than a million. Let's check this one out. The 2013 Prevost Millennium. Let's see that this bad boy has. Oh, it's got 106,000 miles. Really don't care. I want to see inside this thing. I mean, I get all the photo. Holy shit! I'm telling you, like, marble countertops. Seriously! Like a master suite. Like, I'm like, what? Holy lord. In most people's apartments. Oh my god. And this is less. A nice swivel chair right there. Oh, yeah, the captain's chairs. Oh, Jesus Christ. This show went from. Oh, well, this is why it's called the Disorderly Show. You never know what the (laughs) fuck we're going to do. And I am just enthralled. They have tile. They got tile on the floor, granite countertops. We're going to be selling this for somebody. Oh, my God. They have a fucking Japanese bidet system. And not just one of those, hey, you take out the hose and you you press, you you, know, you try to aim right. This this thing, it's a captain's chair. It has so many goddamn buttons. It's got to be heated. At least it's got to be heated. Make it so, number one. <laughs> <laughs> nice looking bed. Um, I would go for a bigger TV. Uh, Bose sound system. This thing looks great. For those of you who are wanting to play along, it's the MotorCoachStore.com. For those of you going like, I don't give a shit about this. Well, the sh- you don't know where the show is going to go. I didn't realize I'd be doing this, and we're, we possibly could be looking at. Yeah, once you said, I was like, what is a motor? I, I, you know, I'd heard of RVs and, and those wheels. Oh, uh, okay. So okay. that's why I was like, what is a motor coach? Okay, so, so like, now... and I'm like, oh, okay. All right. I so... see why. That would be offered. Jesus, there's some for 300 grand, people. 
It's a 2020, 300 grand, less yeah, than like, less than 40,000 miles. Oh, my God. All right, yeah. let's see the inside of this. And thing. RVs, yeah, <gasps> RVs have changed so much from when we were Oh, yeah. like, wow. People. Yeah. It oh, it's got... It has one got, of those uh, fake fireplaces in it. This thing, I am surprised No, nobody else has been trying to hit up on this because you're sitting there going like, I can't afford a house. This thing's 200 grand. Way less than what you can get now for a house. Throw your money into that, and you get to cruise around to different places. Now, uh, uh, I know there's, or at least my reference point for... That'd be, like, perfect for, like, a tiny home village. Something, especially if you're just, if it's by yourself or, or something, hey, throw your money into something that you can actually utilize, that you feel you're getting good. Wow, Jesus, they have, they have uh, Jack yeah. and Jill sinks oh that's funny yeah i mean yeah just being able to be like this bidet has <laughs> this bidet has the spray and pray <laughs> <laughs> i'm sure you're gonna upgrade that but <laughs> i've always found that kind of funny just kind of huh um usually i'm in the shower when i'm doing this but not not what not what i'm sitting down wow this is amazing 300 grand this is people if you can't afford a house look into this stuff now, now I got to see, okay, I'm going to look at one that's $2 because I got to, I got to, oh, come on, I can't? They're not allowing it? <gasps> Fine. I'll look that one. Fine. I'm going to, I'm going to look up a, <laughs> here's the show, uh, Motor Coach $2.5 million, a Liberty Coach, okay, oh, there's also one that was owned by Will Smith. Uh, yeah, nobody wants that. <laughs> <laughs> maybe him. Who yeah. knows? His wife certainly is uh, interesting. Um, wow. This thing is, I, I guess the, because the, it's, it's more of just what's, what they use to build it. I guess what's in there instead of. Like commodity or amenities. I don't, right. I don't know. Right. Amenities with. Apply to motorhomes. It would have to. Yeah, I guess. Um, but it, from looking at it, it seems more. I mean, this is a fucking luxury. Uh, fucking quartz countertops and marble look shower stalls or shower shower walls. Um, Jesus Christ. That is, I mean, so you get that, and you get a million dollars a year? Mm. Plus, I'm sure that, uh, oh, he'll, he'll get something for being on the bench as long as he did. Cause I, sure because they because, because they have to be there till they die. Yeah, um, they can be there till they die or retire. But, yeah, they'll, they'll get full health coverage for the rest of their life. They will get. Um, supposedly they get the same amount of pay that they're uh, getting now. That they're getting now. So it'll be a million dollars a year plus whatever he's getting paid now. Um, full health coverage for I think his him and his his spouse. Uh, I don't know if it, his family would be included. I think I don't. I think it's just him and his spouse. Well, it's just or yeah. Any it, he he doesn't have he doesn't have, have any dependents. 
Yeah, um, he has any dependents besides his best. I think, but he's he doesn't have any direct. Or does he? God yeah. damn it! Now I have to because I believe he was taking care of a kid. Um, does Clarence Thomas have any children? Hey, he's got one son who looks like a model. Uh, he doesn't have any. He doesn't have any kids with his current wife. Oh, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Uh, still though, that's I'm I'm looking at that going, huh? But is that would that be considered a step down? Because now, I guess you could do that as a test of your friendship. Hey, I'm no longer a Supreme Court justice. Can I still use the jet? Oh, somebody else has it this weekend. But hey, hit me up. And, you know, I'll, I'll see if it's available. <laughs> Hell of a way to find out if you got friends. Okay. Speaking of people who have friends, did you see that somebody set up a GoFundMe for Trump's big-ass fine from New York? No. I'm not surprised, though, but that's hilarious. They're asking for the whole amount. What? They're going, we need to raise $355 million. But why would you raise... Money for a millionaire, you guys. Billionaire. Yeah, okay, why would you raise money for a billionaire? Like, he should be able to pay it off, no problem. You would think so. But maybe if he pays it off, he'll, he's no longer a billionaire. Or he's less okay. he's, of I mean, a billionaire. He's a, savvy, he's a savvy businessman. He can make that up really fast. Well, he can't do anything in New York now for three years. That's true. But it's not the only state, you guys. That's true. He can go to Tennessee. It's already got a T in the name. True. Yeah. Hey, Delaware will take him, I'm sure. Texas, Texas was the no, Delaware is where he'll incorporate where his oh, business right. will Sorry. be. That's true. Yeah. Texas was right there and I you know what happened? In my mind, I went from he's in New York, what's the next state that starts with a T? Tennessee. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, I was draw, I was doing the roadmap. <laughs> you know how they do in video games and TVs like, "Hey, we started here and we're going to show you a map of our Destin or travel and destination, yeah, exactly what happened in my head. Oh, of course, of course, you can't cannot be silent, though it is nowadays. I would imagine doing road trips with all the ways you could just stick a screen in your children's faces. That the only thing that's silent is the person driving because they don't get to watch shit, and they have to listen to stuff and. Personally, I like listening to stuff. But who do I listen to? Oh, well, you guessed it. Me. Because <laughs> I don't like listening to nobody else. <laughs> uh, maybe that's why I do need to have a camera on me. But its I don't think it's going to... Maybe. Maybe. If I, if I get offered that 200 grand, that's where... They're probably waiting for me to, to say, look, I look good now. They'll be all, okay, at least... At least he could fill out a shirt more in the top area instead of the bottom area. Um, of course, that reminds me of that um, Middle Eastern guy who's gotten famous on TikTok because of his belly, where he just sits there and jams a little bit, and he just everything's just it's like an infectious hypnotic hypnotic hypnotic, hypnotic belly. That's what this guy's got. Uh, you, if you haven't seen him, you'll know. As soon as you see him, you're like, oh, I, oh, face was right. Yeah. Hypnotic. Um, anything else going on? Hmm. 
Well, I think we're going to do that because, oh no, we got a little bit of time. Let's jump into this. For today's episode, we are going to tackle a few, or one or two, actually we're going to tackle this one because of time. Okay. <laughs> Just because, um, well, yeah, we don't need another lengthy podcast just trying to get because what a damn near close to 45 minutes of what filler to get to the article no we're not yeah, gonna do filler. that it was well fun. yeah it wasn't filler but <laughs> it was more of, with the article. Oh, jesus christ could I, I oh i'm not allowed to explain is that it i i, I was saying that because i interrupted you <laughs> yeah with a little bit of tone underneath it did one of your kids piss you off this week oh that's one thing i didn't do how was your week <laughs> Yours. Really? Really? You did okay. Yeah, mine was fine too. <laughs> <laughs> ah, okay. So it's ProPublica time! Because if you haven't started reading their articles, you need to. They are probably the best investigative reporting that is out there. They cover everything across the country. What they do cover though is impactful or stuff that's happening that doesn't get covered by the news because, hey, it's when you're talking about somebody trying to leave a mental health hospital, that, that, doesn't, that doesn't cause you to, I don't know, keep the channel tuned to that, to that report. Um, it needs to be sensational and whatnot and that's why i like the audio medium because at some point just hearing the words helps it stick better instead of going look at what they had on yeah but do you know what they said i was totally distracted by what they had on or what they did so this pro publica article by molly parker and beth i'm gonna butcher your last name hundesforfer and I'm not making that up. It's H-U-N-D-S-D-O-R-F-E-R. Hunsdorfer. Hunsdorfer, maybe. So Molly Parker, Beth Hunsdorfer, and Capital News, Illinois. So in this article, it's titled, In Crisis. She went to an Illinois facility. Two years later, she still isn't able to leave. Why? Right. If you go there, you'd think you'd be able to leave. So, Kaylee Rogers was in a crisis when she checked into a state-run institution on Illinois' northern border two years ago. So, she checked herself in. Yes. She has cerebral palsy, had a mental health breakdown during the pandemic, and was acting aggressively towards herself and others. And before COVID-19, she had been living in a small group home. She had even been taking college classes online and enjoyed going out with friends, volunteering, and go to church. So... When she's when you're not able to do that anymore, hell, all of us when we which it's only been four years, people. <laughs> it seems like we went through all of that that shared trauma, and I don't know with it being four four years ago, it's still it's like venom. It feels like it still sticks on you. It's like still sticking on me. It's going the parasite's going to somebody else or it's leaving, but. 2020 still seems like it's still sticking on a little bit, doesn't it? Yeah, like whenever we say the pandemic feels like it was just last year, and you're just like, oh, right no, wait, it's it was four years, four years ago. ago. 
fuck. So um, there wasn't a lot of viable options for an intervention. So uh, she moved into the Kylie Developmental Center in what the fuck is this name? Waukegan. Oh, that was simple. Uh, <laughs> sorry, it's no, the way. Sometimes you, you look at a word and you're like, what? And then you pronounce it. You're like, well, oh, it's okay. W A U K E. Yes, because key is a letter. W A U K E G A N. And I'm like, what? Because there's very few words that I know offhand that have a U as the third letter. And so I was like, how do you pronounce? Oh, Waukegan. Okay, that makes sense. Uh, so that is a that's a much larger facility, and there she has had fewer freedoms and almost nothing to do, and was placed in a unit with six other people, all of whom, all of whom are unable to speak. So she's placed into a, a unit with people who are not able to sleep, sleep, speak, and yet she had she started acting out when what she was able to do, which is basically interacting with people. When she wasn't able to get when she, when she wasn't able to do that, she started acting out. Now you place her in this, and you also give her nothing to do. Yeah, that's what quite the, the opposite of how you're supposed to mm. treat someone with her type of condition. Which it seems like she's a very functional person. I right, mean, a lot of people, you know, with cerebral palsy, can't even even the yeah. the, the photo of her. She's standing up. You wouldn't have initially. I'm like, oh, maybe this was just somebody who had a mental health breakdown, and this is just another story of them going, "I'm fine," and then doctors going, "No, you're not." Which I've heard does happen. Where right, because mainly because the facility or the doctors, uh, yeah, they're, they're, or because they, they like pulling the insurance, and because that person uh, doesn't have like someone to doesn't have a lawyer to come in and go, "What the yeah, fuck?" Or get them out to advocate here. for them, like they're able right. to do it. Right, because previously their previous behaviors make it easy for anybody who can advocate for her to be convinced that, oh, maybe having them stay in this facility yeah. is even, of yeah, their best benefit the when that, it's not, when it wouldn't be. Exactly. And even the people that do have something, like, it's so hard to get a family member out. So, it, like, it's kind of interesting. The mental health system could be a very good place, but also a very dark place. The- well, at least the conversation's going yeah. where everyone's, where they're not making a stigma about it to where everybody can say it and not go, oh, uh, they can go, oh, yeah, yeah, I need to make, I need to do these things. I need to, I need to take some days. Off. I need to take mental health days exactly. or, hey, I need to work on my mental health. It's like, oh, okay. And people are receptive to that. But the, yeah. there's nobody in charge right now. And that's the frustrating part about Congress is that there's very few people that actually want to make a change happen. There's too many people who are involved that go, nope, we're going to make sure everything's the status quo and we'll die in this chair. And then you could have somebody else come in here, somebody else who's handpicked to keep everything going because of the investment of what they want, of whoever put them in there, of what they want to have continue. Whereas the beautiful thing about our system is that we can get those people that want to make a change into there, but they have either they're not loud enough or they're they're told, you know, they're shown the Zabruder film from a different angle. You know, shout out to uh uh oh who said that? There was a comedian, I think it was Chappelle, 
about you know, you know, the reason why Obama didn't do too much is because he was shown a film of like, yeah, we were the ones who took out Kennedy. So you either mind your P's and Q's or you're going to be the second one. Um, I think it was Chappelle. Apologies if you're not. Um, definitely don't want to throw those two jokes or that person together. Just I remember your joke, and I think it was him. Um, but I'm going a mile a minute, and just like the pig on Toy Story 2, I can't go back to this, that channel. I got to keep going. Can't go all the way around. All the way back. <laughs> <laughs> um, that they want to be in there, and they actually want to. That's the, the To me, that's the most frustrating part with Congress is that time continues. When you don't act or you don't try to change these things, there's a lot more people. The people that it's meant to help end up never seeing the fruition of all the work that's being done. But move, let's continue on because I, I, I don't want to shortchange. Or I don't know how that would work. If I just start reading the article and then halfway through, hey, we're going to be talking about this. Legally, I'm okay, but... I don't want the authors of ProPublica to be like, oh, face for radio? Yeah, he only just says a few things of the article, never goes all the way through it. Why did I give him that voice? Why didn't I give them some an intelligence voice? Well, because I have the intelligence voice. Ha! <laughs> uh, moving on. Uh, the predemic. The predemic. The predicament. The predemic. The predemic. No. Predemic. No. <laughs> no. The predicament. <laughs> okay. Facing Rogers and others her uh and others like her is proof advocates say that the state is failing to live up to its promise it made in a thirteen year old federal consent decree to serve people in the community. So she's twenty six and they're already saying that or she says that she's lost so much as kind of at the facility, her privacy, her uh, anonymity, autonomy, sorry, her autonomy and her purpose. And during dark times, she cries on the phone to her mom, who has reduced the frequency of her visits because it's so upsetting for Rogers when her mom has to leave. Mom, get her the fuck out of there. What is, what? Who is convincing the mom? That's one thing that's surprising to me is that they... You know, you realize you can do things, right? Yeah. Well, like I said, there's some hospitals make it, especially like if they don't, if like the family member doesn't have like a, a strong support. Well, this one, this one has a mom. Yeah, but like even if the family member of the person that's in the mental facility, health facility yeah. like doesn't have a strong support, like they they can deny you. They can just be like, no, you don't have a strong support because they need. Well, that's what I was talking about with speaking to everybody who thinks they can't do anything is like no yeah. you can go get a lawyer you can go find you can sit there yeah. well, and sure cause was, a ruckus yeah. was it the mom that alerted the the news media hey i need to you know this is what's going uh, on that I, we don't know yet let's let's continue this one of the things i'm doing with this is that i'm not reading it beforehand so we can get the authentic and raw reaction from me which is what everybody's clamoring for uh your silence speaks volumes. Uh, so the two, the 220 bed developmental center, about an hour north of Chicago, is one of seven in the state that has been plagued by allegations of abuse and other staff misconduct. Well, at least it's not just that one. Jesus. Yeah. Wow. That's. 
the facilities have been the subject of a months-long investigation by Capital News Illinois and ProPublica about the state's failures to correct poor conditions for people with intellectual and developmental disabilities. Why? Well, gee, because, you know, they don't vote, so why should we try to help them, says the state Congress and state representatives. That's not a direct quote, but you see where they're trying to help people? Typically people who vote. Um, and now, or people that pay them, usually people that pay them, usually, yeah, but they have to put on the guise of, Hey, we're helping you out. You, the voter, you, the working man and woman. But you didn't see this backroom deal. Um, kind of like why you know, it was just as a sidetrack real quick. We're talking about backroom deals. You remember when we talked about how, uh, Turkey said yes to Sweden getting into NATO yeah. And I was all, yep, backroom deal got done. They they like what happened. Now Hungary's the only one holding them up. Well, there was a group of US senators that went over there and was like, "Hey, you need to let them in." And they were like, "Fuck off." So I'm all, "Hmm, either either they haven't gotten the deal they wanted or they're actually going, "No, we have legitimate concerns and we need to talk them out." True. Just off of what you were talking about. I'm like, "Oh yeah, backroom deals. I remember." So the news, back to the article, the news organizations uncovered instances of staff who had beaten, choked, thrown, dragged, and humiliated residents inside the state-run facilities. Advocates hoped that the state would become less reliant on large institutions like these when they filed a lawsuit in 2005, alleging that Illinois' failure to adequately fund community living options ended up segregating people with intellectual and developmental disabilities from society by forcing them to live in institutions. Now, the suit claimed Illinois was in direct violation of a 1999 U.S. Supreme Court decision in another case, I wonder if Clarence Thomas was on that one, which found that states had to serve people in the most integrated setting of their choosing. So she can choose. What the fuck is going on? That's not in the article, by the way. That's my opinion. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it sounds like they're... Not following what they oh, well, obviously they're, they're not following what they're well. Indicated. What they're talking about is that the state is, and that's what the government needs to be. The government needs to be the boogeyman. Well, no, okay, let me take yeah, that back. The, the boogeyman, it the, needs to be the enforcer. Yeah. The, the these businesses need to have the fear of enforcement of the government, and not one of, well, we paid a fine. It's like yeah, but you made billions of that, and I'm just saying they made billions of dollars. But I'm saying the fine doesn't really hurt them or they're not afraid of the fine they just go oh yeah we paid the fine but we're gonna say we we did no wrongdoing because i've always done that i've paid other people's speeding tickets because you know i didn't commit the crime yeah come on fuck off anyway yeah this is the reason why pro republicans be like hey face could you could you <laughs> we like you reading the article could you calm down on the gussing like but it's it's raw it's my reaction and we're like well um Let's have a talk. And then they're going to show me that they were actually the ones behind the Kennedy assassination. <laughs> and then I'll be like, oh, okay then. So the yeah, next. Like, and, <laughs> and I'll be like, I'll mind my PZ. Either, <laughs> you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to turn to them and go, you know what? I'm, I'm cool with a, you know, 500 grand a year and a, a million dollar uh, stage uh, motor coach. You know, I could, I could just be quiet <laughs> and just drive along. Um, back to the article, negotiations resulted in a consent decree 
which is a court-supervised improvement plan. The state agreed to find and fund community placements and services for individuals covered by the consent decree. Thousands of adults with intellectual and developmental... My tongue has to do a lot with that word. Developmental. Mm. Disabilities across Illinois who put their names on waiting lists to receive them. Now, the state has asked the judge to consider ending the consent decree citing significant increases in the number of people receiving community-based services. What a shocker. When we start talking about mental health and getting healthy, more and more people are going, hey, look, I've actually been living with mental health for 10, 20 years. Now you're saying I can get some help? Great. Now the state's going, wait, 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 we have that many, many fucked up people here? Not saying you're fucked up, but many people that need help? Uh, we didn't We didn't think that. Hmm. So in a court filing in December, Illinois argued that while its system is not and never will be perfect, it is much more than legal, legally adequate. <laughs> That's what they're going with. We can do better, but we're doing No, it. no, they're not saying we could do better. It's it we can never, we can never do, do better. We can never be great. But according to what was agreed to, oh, we blow it out of the water. But wait, you you haven't. Um, so advocates say that the, the that the consent decree should not be considered fulfilled as long as people with disabilities continue to live without the services and choices that the state promised. Yeah, that's not legally adequate. That's not living up to it. If it was the other way around, do you think the lawyers and the businesses would be like, yeah, yeah, we're cool. Yeah, no, yeah, we we understand that we're, we'll continue to pay you, but you're not you're not providing us the the service that we're paying for. Come yeah, on, everyone, like if you have a subscription to Netflix and all they show is commercials, are you going to continue your service with Netflix? And that right? No, right. you're not. It's like, but we're giving you, and here's how they'd be legally adequate, because they'd show you trailers of the shows that they would exactly. they possibly could play. Just clips. They show you clips <laughs> and trailers of the show that you would like. Yeah. Oh, it, Netflix would turn into YouTube shorts and TikTok. Yep. Where it's just, hey, here's little snippets, because they, they have that now on YouTube shorts, where they'll show things like friends and snippets of shows and shit, and you just sit there and go, the f- Jesus Christ, everybody's it's, it's just... to get you to go to that site and look and view them and view more of them so that they can break in yeah more more of your money but hey all our money is going over to help trump pay for his legal fund so i don't know what they're going to do now um so negotiation here that's what i get for scrolling around sorry um so across the country states have significantly downsized or closed their large-scale institutions for people with developmental and intellectual disabilities in favor of smaller, more integrated, and more home-like settings. Yes! Thank you! But in Illinois, a national outlier, way to go, Illinois, such efforts have been foundered. Efforts to close state-operated developmental centers have been met with strong oppositions from labor unions, the communities where the centers are located, local politicians, and some parents. For the labor unions... Fuck off, because if your dudes are sitting there abusing these people, and you got to say that these are some of the most vulnerable people in our society, yeah. how you're not, how you, when you hear these things, 
And it could have happened because, again, just learning about this now, that when those accusations or those things of abuse come out, if the labor union jumps out in front of it and goes, we didn't know and we totally just got rid of them, then kudos, cool, all right, all right. But if you haven't done that and these politicians, um, I'm not... Yeah, I'm not throwing politicians because they will, they will give you a hug just to get closer to your wallet. Um, I can understand the communities because it's hey, this is uh, this generates when you have a large hospital, what's all around them, little businesses that those individuals because they don't have enough time yeah. to leave well, yeah, and go somewhere family. half away, yeah. half a mile or half an hour away. Cool, let me just grab a snack right here. Let me get a little shop, whatever to have yeah. you. And oftentimes places like this is like families that don't have a lot of resources can't afford, so closing them down would leave them kind of out and dry. Do you think? Or would it be more of the smaller ones would be more of the because I then think you... if properly funded, being able to make that trade for families that are don't have a lot of resources would eventually work. But you know how well the speed of government works. Uh, yeah. Um, so U.S. District Judge Sharon Johnson Coleman in Chicago is scheduled in late summer to decide whether the state has made enough progress in building up community supports to end the court's oversight. And for some individuals like Rogers who are in crisis or have higher medical or behavioral challenges, the state itself acknowledges that it has struggled to serve them in community settings. Rogers said she'd like to send this message on behalf of those in state-operated developmental centers. Please, please get us out once and for all. I don't see how the judge can go and go and um, remove the court's oversight. Because you know what's going to happen then. When you have no oversight, we see this time and time again. If you have no fear of enforcement, you will do whatever, you will do it. You will you will, you, you will do anything and everything to get what you want, no matter who it hurts. And then when you do get caught, eh, little fine little thing, and then you move on. You go to Boca Raton and you just chill out there. Or you chill out in a uh, motor coach. It may not be one and a half million, but hey, they were pretty nice ones for 300000 Without a robust system of community-based resources, maybe I, do I have to keep saying back to the article? Do I have to keep doing that, or do you think people will understand when it's me and when it's the article? Uh, I think I think I'll understand. Hey, Sage thinks you're smart. You're welcome. <laughs> Without a robust system of community-based resources and living arrangements to intervene during a crisis, state-operated developmental centers become a last resort for people with disabilities. But under the consent decree agreement, the state, equipped for equality, argues, is expected to offer sufficient alternative crisis supports to keep people who want them out of these institutions. In a written response to questions, Rachel Otwell, O-T-W-E-L-L, who's a spokesperson for the Illinois Department of Human Services, said the state has sought to expand the menu of services and offers people experimenting, experimenting, experiencing a crisis in an effort to keep them from going into the institutions. But Andrea Reiser, a lawyer for Equip for Equality, said they just don't have enough to meet the demand. <sighs> Is... Like the demand, that's sort of saying like, hey, we're going to close down this jail 
because we don't have enough people getting into it. It's like, yeah, that's the whole point. Jail's not a business. Neither should be helping people. It should be helping people because if you get them help, guess what happens? Society becomes better and they, in turn, it it's a whole cycle. You dumb... Mm. Nah, yeah, now I now I really censor myself. And the reason I do because it would have it's a uh, a venomous cuss word. Uh, there would be a lot of anger towards the people who make these decisions who we've decided should be here and this is what they should sounds like a really actually a lot of kick in the can who you should do it. No, you should instead nobody with a backbone getting up going, This is what we're going to do and then moving on. Um so for example, the state offers stabilization homes where people can live for 90 days while they receive more intensive support from staff serving the homes, including medication reviews and behavioral interventions. But there are only 32 placements available, only four of them for women, and the beds are always full. So, stabilization homes, 32 placements available. So 32 people for those stabilization homes. You could be there for three months, and out of that 32, four of them for women? Are you nuts? <sighs> okay, let me let me get your opinion on this, Sage. Should they have one split between... Uh, actually, it would be four, wouldn't it? Men, women, men with uh, mental disabilities, women with mental disabilities. Yeah. Yeah. That would work. So too many people, Riser said, enter a state-run institution for short-term treatment and end up stuck there for years for various reasons, including shortcomings with the state's discharge planning and concerns from providers who may assume those residents to be disruptive or difficult to serve without adequate resources. You dumb, you dumbasses. She's pissed off because she doesn't get to be around. She doesn't get to integrate or just be around people. No wonder she's going to keep acting out in an environment that helps with fostering that anger. How do they not say this? You keep your hand on a fucking stove and it's hot. Oh, hey, my hand's going to keep burning. Yeah, take your hand off the stove. Well, no, I don't want to leave the kitchen. So this is exactly what happened to Rogers. Interruptions to her routine and isolation during the pandemic sent her anxiety and aggressive behaviors into overdrive. Honestly, I didn't read this article. See how good my powers of perception and, and Jesus Christ, not my memory. (laughs) My, uh, oh, Jesus. Yeah. Deduction. What? Here I am literally hitting the pen on my forehead. Uh, problem, problem recognition, pattern recognition. Jesus Christ. My pattern recognition. I was, I'm seeing this ahead. So yeah. So the staff at her community group home in McChesney park, apologize if that's not exactly how it's pronounced, uh, unsure of what to do when she acted out, had called the police on several occasions. And of course cops are not equipped for this because that's not their job. Cops are there to help defuse situations, not, they weren't, they barely trained on what the law is. 
let alone helping somebody out who is uh, like mentally disabled. So, but I understand that's the only thing they thought they could do. But I don't know. Maybe you fucking talk to her and go, what do you want to do? Well, I want to go out back to these things that back to what I was doing before. And if she can't do if that or if that person can't do all those things, do some. Try to find other ways instead of going, nope, we can't do them. Sorry, you're going to have to deal with it. So doctors also tried to intervene, but the cocktail of medication she was prescribed turned to into a zombie, Rogers said. Stacy Rogers, her mom and legal guardian, said she didn't know where else to turn for help. Kylie, she said, was pretty much the last route. Kylie's the, uh, it's not a person, it's the uh, institution, said, uh, Kylie, she said, was pretty much the last resort for us, but she never intended for her daughter to be there for this long. She helped her daughter apply to dozens of group homes over the past year. A few put her on wait lists. Most have turned her down. And right now, Stacy Rogers said, all she's doing is living inside a box, which is not living. It's existing. And although Rogers gave the news organizations permission to ask about her situation, IDHS declined to comment, citing privacy restrictions. We don't want to say, well, because if we start talking, then you can ask us how we fucked up and why. why. You're going to ask us why she's still here, and we're going to have to have somebody give a bullshit reason, and everyone is going to be like, that's fucked up. That is not right at all. Uh, So in general... The IDHS spokesperson said that timelines for leaving institutions are specific to each individual and their unique preferences, such as where they want to live and specialty services that may require that they may require in a group home. Can't you just say, yeah, we're going to take care of everything, release them? Wouldn't that satisfy the institution? Because the, all the institution right now, it sounds like, is like, hey, we want to make sure we're covering our ass. That if we release them and then there's they do something, somebody can't find a legal loophole to get us. I can see that. Get I'm us sure. sue or have us or sue us. Yeah, I'm sure they've. But if you, it. but if you, the legal guardian, go, yeah, we got it covered. We're fine. That's that's exactly what they're looking for to come back and go. Hey, they said they got everything. They got everything fine. And if they go, well, did you check? It's like I'm not their keeper. It's like, but you kept them for two years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Semantics. I think it's just the mental health is one of the most underfunded in health has been for years, yeah. Yeah, and yeah. so having the resources and, and just to find staff for your... There's that, too. It's, yeah. Yeah, having that type of nurse in there, yeah. Being yeah, because some of these, like, you know, uh, if they're developmentally delayed... Um, they have, you know, the, Is that another, the whole, this whole yeah. damn show we're trying to like, what's the other way we can say this? Yeah. Uh, uh, <laughs> well, if you say delayed, then that would, wouldn't that mean there'd be some progress at right. some point? Uh, I mean, maybe like, if we delayed the show, you, that meant the show would still be happening with, with the mind of a three-year-old, you know, and you throw a tantrum and you, 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 you kick and punch like you did when you were a toddler, but now doing that to somebody can break their jaw or put them in the hospital. And now this. Oh, well, I, w- I was taking it as they would be. Uh, the de- they were there would still be progress because a delay is just a temporary thing. Oh, yeah. That's how. People. That's how it was. That's oh, how it was okay. I see what you're saying. You do. Yes. What what I mushrooms are you on? 
Well, do mushrooms do that? I gotta find these. I gotta find these things out. Um, before I jump back into the article, what was? Uh, did you want to continue with your point? Uh, no, I think I, I did. You it. <laughs> or you? Ah, uh, you. Or I forgot that. You have no idea what? It, yeah, I can't get back to. <laughs> or it. I lost my train of thought. Yeah. <laughs> what is dude? So equip for equality points to people like Rogers to argue that the consent decree has not been sufficiently fulfilled. She's one of several hundred people in the predicament. The organization said. And if the state doesn't have capacity to serve folks in the community, then the time is right. Then the time is not right to terminate the cons- this dissent decree. Ah, oh, good lord! If the state doesn't have capacity to serve folks in the community, then the time is not right to terminate this dis- this consent decree, which requires community capacity. Riser said, "Equip for Equality has said that ongoing safety issues in these facilities make it even more important that people covered by the consent decree not be placed in state-run institutions." In an October court brief citing the news organization's reporting, Equip for Equality said that individuals with disabilities who were transferred from community to institutional care in crisis have, okay, buckle up, have died, been raped, and been physically and mentally abused. But you, but you want to, you, the institution, wants the consent decree to be removed so you don't have any more enforcement or anything else looking over you. Fuck off. Not telling any, well, especially to those people that do those things, but anybody else to where that's a job and they're trying to be helpful, not telling you that. Telling the people who's making money at this because they're nobody, whoever owns that or is running that, not doing it out of the kindness of their heart. They're doing it at out of a nice hell of a paycheck that's coming in. So I I just wanted to make that clarification. Over the summer, an independent court monitor assigned to provide expert opinions in the consent decree. Why can't I say that well? Every time I come to it, is it because it's a hard... It's a hard ca? I have problems with hard ca. Um, (laughs) uh, (laughs) Over the the summer, and then... Ah, Jesus Christ. Okay. Over the summer and in, in over the summer and in, in good lord. Okay. Over the summer, an independent court monitor assigned to provide expert opinions in the consent decree in a memo to the court asked a judge to bar the state from admitting those individuals into its institutions. In its December court filing, the state acknowledged that there are some safety concerns inside its state-run centers which the state is diligently working on, as well as conditions inside privately operated facilities and group homes that need to be addressed. But it is also argued that conditions inside its facilities are outside the scope of the consent decree. The lawsuit and consent decree specifically aimed to help people who wanted to move out of large private institutions, but plaintiffs' attorneys argue that the consent decree prohibits the state from using state-run institutions as backup crisis centers. So this goes to exactly what you were talking about, Sage, where it's all fucked up. That there isn't a... Well, it's just going round and round, pretty much, and nobody's wanting to go, cool, we're going to start doing this here, we'll start doing this here. Is it because of the length of the term that somebody's in? And if they just go, hey, look, if they're going to be in for four years and they're wanting to change how things are done... Let's make it so hard for them that we can say, look, they didn't do shit, but they promised to do so. 
where in, in in actuality they didn't promise they said they'd fight for it and then we'll get it we'll be able to convince enough people that they didn't that all they did was take your money and we'll get somebody else in there that agrees with what we what the plan should be and continue on this is what I'm talking about with the with the idea of having a self-funded oh what is that pro bono lawyer law firm across the country to where hell if if trump's going to try to get 300 well not him a fan of his somebody's trying to help him out i'll be surprised if that thing hits a million it's already at two two hundred thousand not two million (laughs) it used to be a two but then they bought a motor coach uh oh what a shocker but you have something like that to where it helps fund lawyers that can go after and start cleaning this shit up because that's what it's going to take is law is the law being changed, but who can afford good lawyers? Definitely not me. Sage, could you throw down a for a nice thousand no. dollar an hour lawyer? No. Yeah. See, but that's uh, that's at least my realistic r- way we can get this done. And who knows? Maybe there's going to be a billionaire that hears this and goes, you know what? I need to go talk with face. I need to see face to face. I need to see face face to face. Gotta love English. And see how serious is he is about this. And then maybe I'll have some good news. In arguing to end the... Oh, good Lord. <laughs> I'm going to be dreaming about this damn word. In arguing to end the consent decree, the state pointed to significant increases in the number of people served since it went into effect. There were about 13,500 people receiving home and community-based services in 2011 compared with more than 23,000 in 2023, it told the court. The state also said it has significantly increased funding that is earmarked to pay frontline direct support professionals who assist individuals with daily living needs in the community, such as eating and grooming. Okay. So... Back in 20, okay, so in 2011, here, let's see if we can do some quick math, all right? Because, yeah, those numbers are different. So 23,000 minus 13,500. So over the course of, what, what is that? Uh, 2023 minus 2011. So over the course of 12 years, that was an increase of 9,500 people, which is, an increase of about 800 people a year. Which, I don't think is that, is that's, that doesn't seem to be that much, right? Spread out over the year? Over the year. Eight, year so the number of people they're helping out increased about 800 over the year. Which you also got to think that number spiked in, after 2020. Yeah, that's about 66 people a month. Yeah. Yeah, okay, 66 people a month. That Yeah, that's... Mm, you break down the numbers, you go, wait, well, okay, wait a minute, that doesn't seem that... And I wonder why they picked think, 2011. Yeah, huh. I mean, even boosting the budget for healthcare a little bit would help out so many people. Well, by yeah, saying significantly increase the funding without giving numbers, true. that's all it is. You're just... The, and, and making sure it doesn't go to overhead. There's more... 
Well, that's why they were like, it's earmarked to pay frontline direct support professionals. Exactly. That, who, who the fuck is, anybody can be considered frontline direct support. And significantly increased funding is probably more words than there are letter or there are numbers and how much it got increased. Uh, but in a statement to reporters, the Human Services Department called these and other improvements to the system extraordinary. Yeah. Lawyers for the state argued that these that those improvements are enough to end the court oversight. No. Now, among these, among those who were able to find homes in the community is Stanley Ligas, L-I-G-A-S. Hope, hope I pronounced that right. And Sage, if you think I didn't pronounce it right, by all means, shut up. Uh, the... <laughs> who is the lead plaintiff in the lawsuit that led to the consent decree. When it was filed in 2005, he was living in a roughly 100-bed private facility but wanted to move into a community home closest to closer to his sister, and the state refused to fund his move. Today, the 56-year-old lives in Oswego with three roommates in a house they rent. All of them receive services to help their daily living through or their daily their daily living needs through a nonprofit, and Ligas has held jobs in the community. He's previously worked in a bowling alley and is now paid to make public appearances to advocate for others with disabilities. He lives near his sister, says he goes on family beach vacations, and enjoys watching professional wrestling with his friends. And during an interview with reporters, Ligas hugged his caregiver and said he's very happy and hopes others can receive the same opportunities he's been given. And with much of that progress has come in only recent years under Governor J.B. Pritzker's administration, it has proven to be vulnerable to political and economic changes. After a prolonged budget stalemate, the court in, two, the court in 2017 found Illinois out of compliance with the legal consent decree. And here's, yeah, here's the thing, is that when you have the whims of politicians, whatever you, that's, that's the difficult part about implementing any type of change. Hell, we saw this with the uh, 2008 financial crisis when they put in, here's all the restrictions for the banks, and they went, oh, okay, yeah, we'll have that in for just a second. Is anybody else still looking? No, they seem to be cool yeah, now. They, they, cool, let's gut everything. They quickly removed them. Fucking hell. Oh, they, they revamped it. That. Yeah, they made it toothless. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, okay, that works. Hell, well, I don't know, it's just... <sighs> it's starting to, well, it's it's getting to a boiling point, you individuals who think you can keep us controlled, because you just, it seems like, or more and more people are waking up to the idea of like, wait a minute, is my life structured in such a way to where, because of my fear of enforcement, I don't rise up and challenge why you get to have a good time, why you get to go on vacations, why we, why you don't have to work all throughout the year, and yet somehow you're getting a nice $10,000 check a month that barely has anything taken out of it. You get the best health care, and you have a staff that weighs on you hand and foot that you I barely pay. Right, exactly. And then we sit here and go, we need to have this fucking change. You're like, um, um... Okay, let's make it more difficult to buy a house, or let's let's have both parents that have to work to make a living, or yeah. let's make it to where they the way, can't do look, these yeah. things. While you're saying that, Congress only works what thirty five weeks a year, something like that. That's seventeen weeks off. You most you do, people you don't are even get that. Yeah, most people are lucky to get like. Well, now what they a do? Week of 
paid sick leave. What they do, what they do now, or at least some of the businesses I've worked for, because you know what PTO is, right? Yeah. Well, they moved to what's called FTO, which means that you no longer recruit PTO. You could just take the time off whenever. That's been proven to have people take less time off. Yeah. And when a person no longer works for the company, they don't have to pay off exactly. that PTO. So, so it's for business, for business, hell yeah, it's a great idea. So yeah. So if you're wondering, you're going, oh yeah, this is a good idea. I can take any time off. No, you're going to take less time off with that type of structure than you would with your actual. And it's uh, not because you don't. They won't. Ex- they won't allow it. It's more of if I take too much. And because businesses, they go this, they go through this, this, the, this flux to where they got a ton of people. Now we got to unload a ton of people. And unless you're what you think is a hard charger, Hey, I'm always going to be here. You still might be on the chomping block. Yeah. And it's simply because, Oh, you took too much FTO off. It could be, that could be. And they'll, they'll hold it against you. And you're like, I have, I should at least be able to take two weeks of FTO off in the year. That's not a lot. There's, 52 weeks in a year, and you're taking two of those weeks off, and then you're going to penalize for it, and that's, that's BS. That's something that, again, needs oversight, and uh, a lot of people vote against it, which is weird. Like, you, you're, you, you, you should demand that from your job. Like, they, the top people get it. Why can't you? You are right. just, you work just as hard, if not harder, harder than the people in the yeah. top. Well, but they have titles. Like, you know what they come up with? The they, idea. Yeah, they, they, they sit in a room and come up with those, by the way. They don't They don't care that it means anything. They just give themselves that title. Mm. It's just more of, what are you responsible for? And what, what does it sound like you're responsible for? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but back to the article. Because, again, don't want to go over. Uh, but this has been good. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, we have not. I've been keeping a tight leash on this. I'm becoming a well-versed time manager with my towel. At the time, late in insufficient payments from the state. <laughs> the state campaign's bills, fantastic, uh, had resulted in a staffing crisis inside community group homes, leading to escalating claims of abuse and neglect and failures to provide routine services that residents relied on, such as getting help to work or such as getting such as help getting to work, social engagements and medical appointments in the community. And advocates worry about what could happen under a different administration or this one if Illinois finances continue to decline as projected. Is Illinois one of those that allows drugs? Hmm, let's see. <laughs> Does Illinois allow... Yeah, yeah. Marijuana. No, not major crimes. <laughs> and I can't spell That's marijuana. Cannabis. Oh. Uh, yeah, they're legal. And they're... And what? Who? That's another thing. How the hell does government not know how to fucking budget so this is what you do this is exactly what you do you go how much is it for everything to operate optimally because i what i've consistently heard is well if we don't use the money they're going to knock it down it's like all right how about we remove that and we go how do we determine how this department functions optimally once you figure that out we go cool this is how much they can get allocated cool and you do that for all the departments 
then anything else that comes in, you just bank it. You just keep banking it. Just like on, what was that uh, show with that uh, snipey British woman? Uh, uh, you are the weakest link. Yes. Uh, just like on the weakest link, you bank it. You just keep banking it. Why? Because you never know when shit like this is going to happen. And if you are able to at least have everything funded and you go, look, we need to get some more nurses in there. We need to get some more community home. We need to do all these things. You would have the funds to start it up so that you shorten the amount of time of pain. And you're able to go, cool, now we have another department we need to look into. Let's start working on that right now while we use this extra funding that we have that we've been sitting on, our Scrooge McDuck fund, you could say, which... Hey, you want to get kids into politics? Start naming your shit like that. And then there you go. You shorten the amount of uh, of the you shorten the amount of suffering somebody has to go through. But when you're What's another word we need to what what's another thing we can say? Developmentally delayed? Is that one? Yeah, developmentally delayed. Uh, You, yeah, it's just not high. But that's also why I'm glad. See, I told you, ProPublica's kind of awesome. Because instead of going for something else, they're going, no, we're not We're not just going to somebody who this is happening to and they don't have those challenges. They're going right to this and they're putting as much effort into this than they would any other story. Um, okay, so yeah, at this time, late and insufficient payments for the state, that's just funny, uh, because politicians are getting paid, uh, uh, they had resulted in a staffing crisis, okay, yeah, so we learned all about that, so advocates worry, yep, 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 so, um, now while the wait for services is significantly shorter than it was when the, when the consent decree went into effect in 2011, there are still more than 5,000 adults who have told the state that they want community services, but yet to receive them, most of them in a family home. Most people spend about five years waiting to get the services they request. And Illinois continues to rank near the bottom in terms of the investment it makes in community-based services, yeah. according oh, yeah, to a University of Kansas analysis of state spending on services for people with intellectual and developmental disabilities. Yeah, not just state cuts, but again, it's not budgeting right. It's just so stupid when they go, look, we think we're going, doing a budget based off what we think we're going to do. That's why a lot of people get laid off. It's like, hey, we thought we'd get all this money. We thought all these things would happen. Sorry, we're going to lose your job. So why would you make your projection an astronomical one? Here's what you do for every business person out there. And you could say, well, face, that's not how it works. Make it work. How about you do that? You just go, this is how we're going to get shit done. Because when it's not when everything's going great that you stand out. It's when everything goes to shit and you're the only one still standing. And then they go, how'd you do it? And you go, exactly what I told you guys back in the seminar when we were in Vegas. And they go, but shit that goes on in Vegas stays in Vegas. You're like, well, you should have taken this out of the state, sir. Here's what you do. You go, okay, what's the bare minimum we're going to make? Cool, that's our bottom line. That's the bare minimum we look to make. Then what's our projective? If everything went great, what's that number? Cool, now you have a range. You go a third up from the bottom, and you go, that's the budget for this year. 
not only will you hit that, more than likely, but if you exceed it, you can brag about it. And if everything goes to shit, then you can say, well, our projection wasn't that far off. Ta-da! Everyone gets to keep their job. You continue to keep your institutional knowledge, and you continue to be a better company for it. <sighs> moving on. No, not moving on, but continuing on. So advocates who believe the consent decree has not been fulfilled contend that Illinois' continued reliance on congregate settings has tied up funds that could go into building up more community living options. Each year, Illinois spends about $347,000 per person to care for or the, in those state-run institutions compared with roughly 91000 per person spent to support those living in the community. You're telling me that this isn't a politician type of thing? Three hundred fifty grand per person? And what? If you have a hundred, or I don't know how many beds. Okay, so hang on real quick, real quick. So the kind, Yeah, we're going to mess. So the Kylie Mental Health Center. Uh, let's see if we could find how many beds. Uh, let's see. Uh, how many beds? Okay. Two okay, so two hundred and twenty beds. I know we said that earlier. Uh but I I'm on I'm on a roll here. So two hundred and twenty beds times three hundred and fifty thousand, that's seventy-seven million dollars a year the state is paying to this facility. And the facility wants the court to not oversee them anymore. Hmm. Yeah, they should have enough money for quite a lot. That much a year? You would think so. Uh, for Rogers, the days inside Kylie are long, tedious, and sometimes chaotic. It can be stressful, but Rogers told reporters that she uses soothing self talk to calm herself when she feels sad or anxious. I tell myself, You are doing good. You are doing great. You have people outside of here that care about you and cherish you. Kaylee Rogers, God, it's it's a well, it's it's kind of a it's bittersweet yeah. uh, to have to learn your story like this. But then the the sweet part is to see how strong you are. And at at one point, one day, that day is coming when you and hopefully everybody else is going to be treated as they should be. <sighs> but this is why we do this. Instead of just me just rambling on about something, do this, do that, I felt that we need to have some type of... <gasps> sorry. I'm sorry, everybody. Some structure to the disorderly show. <laughs> oh, that hurt to say it. Oh, my balls. Uh, <laughs> but we needed that. To have something in there. Plus, it's much easier to describe what we're talking about. Because I, I don't, how do I don't know how to describe the first part of the show. <laughs> I just don't. I go, oh, motor coach. That's probably hey, we learned about what your new home should be. Um, but thank you to ProPublica and to Kaylee Rogers, as well as uh, I'm trying to get his name real quick. Uh, uh, Stanley Legas for allowing your story 
and your experiences to be out there for all of us to to know what's happening. So hopefully I'll be able to read some more ProPublica articles before they send the, I don't think they'll send the cease and desist. Uh, maybe they'll just talk with me and go, hey, could you, could you not? And then my rebuttal, and then what I'm talking about with their could you not, is more of like, hey, could you not, all the cussing and all the things. My rebuttal is going to be, okay, then allow me to read out the entire article and then I can show, then I can uh, provide my opinion because that's the distinction. If I just read the article, I would be in trouble because I'm passing something off that isn't my work as my work because you may not get to that rebuttal part. But for everyone who's a fan of the show, it's going to be like, hey, what's Face going to say? Uh, so until they do that, hopefully I don't piss them off because then I'll be reading an article <laughs> about myself. Want to be podcaster? Really? Is this? And be like, <gasps> uh, it'll, and then I'll, you know what I'll send back to them? I'll send them, uh, a gif of when, remember in Jurassic Park where, oh, what the fuck? The fat guy's name. Um, he's sitting outside the cafe and he goes, Johnson, we've got Johnson here. It's like, nobody cares. And that's, that's really what's going to happen with, if they come back and tell me like, look, we found out who you are. We have certain skills and blah, blah, blah. And be like, Hey, and they release it out there in the world. And be like, eh, that's my good. That's going to be my reply. It's like, look, nobody cares. It's not, it didn't, that's like a lot uh, that I've seen on the YouTube shorts, Twitter, TikTok, all this stuff is that anything that blows up just blows up for a little bit. And that's it. Nothing has any staying power. One of the reasons why, too, I don't show my face. And even if you knew who I was, still probably not going to show it. Why? Because I want you to listen to the words, not wondering why does my face keep changing with every angle that you look at it? That's that. <laughs> so with that, white bad audio, Sage, always appreciative. Uh, actually, let's not loop. Well, maybe lump you two together because you guys are integral parts. White bad audio has no idea. At some point, they will. But Sage, you are always an integral part of the show, and you allow the show to continue on get a little even if it's just a breakup of from my voice appreciate it and i and i oh hey 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 it's the only reason i'm sentimental is because i saw that thing about the dog so don't get used to it um but with (laughs) but with that tonight the medal of honor recipient that we'll be talking about is robert franklin foley at the time, on November 5th, 1966, Robert Franklin Foley was a captain in the Army in the Vietnam War. He would later go on to become a lieutenant general. The following is the citation from the Congressional Medal of Honor Society website. For conspicuous gallantry and intrepidity in action at the risk of his life, above and beyond the call of duty, Captain Foley's company was ordered to extradite another company of the battalion. Moving through the dense jungle to aid the besieged unit, 
Company A encountered a strong enemy force occupying well-concealed defensive positions, and the company's leading element quickly sustained several casualties. Captain Foley immediately ran forward to the scene of the most intense action to direct the company's efforts. Deploying one platoon on the flank, he led the other two platoons in an attack on the enemy in the face of intense fire. During this action, both radio operators accompanying him were wounded. At grave risk to himself, he defied the enemy's murderous fire and helped the wounded operators to a position where they could receive medical care. As he moved forward again, one of his machine gun crews was wounded. Seizing the weapon, he charged forward, firing the machine gun, shouting orders, and rallying his men, thus maintaining the momentum of the attack. Under increasingly heavy enemy fire, he ordered his assistant to take cover, and alone, Captain Foley continued to advance, firing the machine gun until the wounded had been evacuated and the attack in the area could be resumed. When the movement on the other flank was halted by the enemy's fantastical defense, Captain Foley moved to personally direct this critical phase of the battle. Leading the renowned effort, he was blown off his feet and wounded by an enemy grenade. Despite his painful wounds, he refused medical aid and preserved in the forefront of the attack of the enemy redoubt. He led an assault on several enemy gun emplacements and single-handedly destroyed three such positions. His outstanding personal leadership under intense enemy fire during the fierce battle which lasted for several hours inspired his men to heroic efforts and was instrumental in the ultimate success of the operation. Captain Foley's magnificent courage, selfless concern for his men, and professional skill reflect the utmost credit upon himself and the U.S. Army. We thank you, Lieutenant General Foley, for another example of I'm going to get this done because I need to make sure you are safe, that you get out of here, that you get to go home. I'm sure during that whole thing, he's not thinking, hey, I'm going to get home. I'm going to, you know, what's childlike after? There's none of that. It's the initial objective is what? We're being attacked. All right. Here's what we need to get done. My radio operators go down. Let's get them to safety. My machine gun crew goes down. I'm not going to order. Or do I have anybody around that can pick this up? Nope, not right now. Cool, go to get it up, and I'm going to start taking care of this myself. I get blown off my feet because of a goddamn grenade. Can I move? I still got all my limbs. All right, all right. Just pain is temporary. Let's get this done. Hmm. Why Hollywood doesn't do a series on the soldiers who won the Medal of Honor is unknown to me. Or even Netflix. Hell, anybody. Fucking Apple TV. You guys are this, and I'm not saying this to be a monetary thing, but like with Band of Brothers, like Saving Private Ryan and the Pacific, those stick out. Those are memorable. We, those are ingrained when we recall those things because we were able to quickly imprint them because of the visual aids. And what I just described here, I can picture it because I just have that great of a mind. Oh, me. I don't know what that was. Um, it was my ego. <laughs> but I'm able to see it, but most people don't have a vivid imagination. So to be able to put this out there to where they can watch it, and something that's universal, too, not something that's like, ah, 
I have uh, differing, differing opinions on this. Come on, get it done. But we thank you, Lieutenant General Foley. And hope you're doing well, um, as always. As to any any other survivor, as well, as that has won the Medal of Honor. The show, the disorderly show, sends their well wishes. Condol- I don't know. It's not condolences. No. I don't. Yeah. More things to figure out. Let's see. What, uh, let's see. What do I need to do? I already need to find another word for t- tastiness. And uh, yeah, I can't think of it. I don't know what to write down. That's a good place to end the show. Thank you for listening to this one. It just keeps getting better and better like butter. 20th show, disorderly show, face for radio and stage. Y'all have a good time now. You hear?